You're listening to the Future Education Careers podcast on Future Radio. Time for another instalment in our series where we find out about interesting careers and how you can forge a career in different industries if you're looking for work or just fancy a career change. Uh, Today we're hearing from Robin Bailey, who is a sports broadcaster of over 20 years, uh, the director of Capricorn Media and also a university lecturer at UCFB Wembley. He's going to be sharing his insights on everything from broadcasting to media training to how to put together a university lecturer. Our producer spoke to him earlier about his background and why he decided to, p- to pursue a career in sports media. Yeah, I mean, I suppose start at the start. I mean, if I, if I think back to when I first was training as a journalist through the National Council for the Training of Journalists, which is a sort of accepted course that, that people who want to be journalists will, will, can still go on, and we, we can talk more about that later. When I think back to those days when I was only 18, 19, and I got taken on by my local newspaper, which happened to be the Eastern Evening News and the Eastern Daily Press, which you still have in Norwich, um, no, I, I would never have believed them if they'd said, well, you will end up being a university lecturer you'll end up media training people like gareth bale and theo walcott um you'll end up um broadcasting on final score um on the bbc to be honest it's been an amazing sort of life and 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 the fact that i could actually do most of that through sport is actually the great joy of my life you know and uh, i i suppose I am at that position now where I'm I'm kind of winding down in my career you you could say but uh, it's been a absolute joy you know doing all these different things in different areas and I do feel now that I'm I'm at a uh, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm trying to maybe give back to to all the sort of benefit that I had over over the years I worked with some brilliant people some brilliant editors some um some brutal editors at times people who um, really were very, very um, uh, straight to the point about w- what I'd written or what I'd broadcast or, or that kind of thing. But that stood me in very good stead um, as I went forward. So, yeah, it, it's been an amazing career, really. I started as a, a sponsored student at the Eastern Daily Press and the Eastern Evening News, Eastern Counties Newspapers, who are currently the people, you know, Archant currently uh, uh, runs those titles. So, I did that and I trained and I trained for a year at Sheffield and then I went into the world of of newspapers and I really enjoyed that. I worked as a news reporter. I was a sports editor there. I was a news sub-editor on the Eastern Evening News as well. And I wanted to get into sports, so I moved to local radio, uh, local commercial radio, which doesn't actually exist anymore in Norwich. So I did two and a half years there. Then I got an amazing opportunity to be a producer on BBC Radio in 1990, long time ago. And my career progressed from there because obviously I wanted to be a broadcaster, but I had to be a producer first and understand what went into it before I could make that jump. And then I went... uh, an opportunity to go into television so then television in 1997 came along digital television so we learned all that and i did that uh basically from a freelance uh perspective from uh, 2001 i did that whole thing from newspapers to r- local radio national radio and national television 
and obviously the other bits of my career um, tapped into um, uh, tapped around that. So yeah, you've uh, definitely been well versed over your over your career. Um, you mentioned there that you started off in newspapers, but you always had aspirations for broadcasting. How important are the different facets of the media to ending up sort of like at the end goal of getting that broadcasting job? Well, I never had any ambitions to go into broadcasting, really. The only the only background I had was that my dad had worked in television since the start of commercial television. He was he was one of the people that 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 um, was right at the start of Anglia television, you know, that that he was one of the, the kind of first first people in the 50s. So the background in television started, you know, way back. But that wasn't really my thinking. I wanted to be a written journalist. I was very happy in that career. And the problem I had, and I think everyone who's listening will find their own way here. You never get the job that you really want, that you want most of all. In fact, you don't know what that job is until you explored different areas so that would be my advice probably to people is is don't think that you're going to get the job that you really want right at the start it's just getting on the ladder and whatever you do learn from it and absorb everything that people are saying to you and take the advice and um and be humble and and all those things that that hopefully uh, I was. So when I was in newspapers I desperately wanted to be a layout sub for the Daily Mail Henry that was my main goal because I loved laying out pages back then didn't have computers of course so we we did it all manually and I loved doing that and that whole artistic feel about how a, a newspaper page looks was something that I felt like I, I could do really really well so I did some shifts at the Daily Mail uh, in London on a Sunday night and I talked to a couple of people about it and they said uh, to me one night well look um Robin, the problem is that we have artists who do this. Journalists don't design the pages. It's the artists that do it. So that frightened me a little bit because I thought, well, where do I go? That's my that's my game plan for the for the future. But I'd always loved sport, and the opportunity to go into sport came around because it was the job in local radio in Norwich was basically a, a news stroke sports reporter. So I knew I'd be covering Norwich City Football Club. I knew I'd be covering Lotus in Formula One. And uh, there were some, you know, very big Olympic swimmers, you know, based uh, in Great Yarmouth and areas like that. So I, I felt that there was enough sports there to keep me keep me interested, as well as doing my news reporting, which uh, I carried on doing. Um, and so I just took the opportunity and took a bit of a punt, really. Um, there were no jobs in the sports department in the newspaper. So I thought, well, this is the next best thing. So that's how it how it developed, really, for me. Yeah. So I guess the best bit of advice there was that you're not going to get handed these jobs on a plate and you're not necessarily um, going to get your dream job straight away. But speaking of dream jobs, you obviously set up your own business with Capricorn Media. How did that uh, come to fruition and um, what has the progress been like from when you started it until now this is a very grand uh, grand statement that I have a uh, have a media training company and I do but but really it was a vehicle for me to do some of the things that I love doing which was basically improving the performance of people on camera and in some cases on radio as well, because there was a lot of bad practice going on. And to be honest, there still is. If people aren't trained and taught how to do these things, 
being in front of a camera is not a natural thing. So I had that vision of 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 being the person who could maybe make that happen and help people. But the reason it came about, uh, and this is in 2002, 2003, I was freelancing at BBC because I'd taken a job as a ITV football reporter. Um, uh, there was an organization called Sport... Um, it was sports digital or something like that it was called uh, that was a an arm of the itv football coverage and they just covered the efl and they paid a massive amount of money for efl coverage and of course they couldn't afford it and the whole thing collapsed inside a year so i had a i had a full season there but that was it and then i was made redundant well when you're made redundant and you've still got four young children who you've got to feed and a wife and everything else, I thought, well, I've got to keep on working. I, 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 my only option is not to go back to the BBC. I will have to go freelance. So alongside my, my freelance career, I decided to start this company with another guy who I was freelancing with. And this was the vision to, to try and improve the, the standard of, um, of uh, interviews across the board. Now, you're never going to solve problems but you 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 I did feel that that um where we did get in front of people we did make a, a massive difference and that's why I mentioned people like Gareth Bale Theo Walcott there was also Adam Lalana in that in that group among many others at Southampton Academy where we got exposure to people at 16 and 17 which is basically when you should be talking to young young footballers because if you don't talk to them at that age, then you miss kind of miss the boat and they start learning from people older who have never been taught themselves. So it's a it's a vicious circle, really. So, yeah, that's that was the whole principle of of Capricorn Media. We did go into the corporate video market and we did uh, do quite a few sort of graduate recruitment videos and that kind of thing for law firms and various other companies. But generally it uh, and it settled down as a as a media training company, and we currently work for the NHS for their London leadership team. We are about to do a session with Swim England, uh, with their divers and their water polo players and their swimmers and their artistic swimmers as well. And we also are doing something for um, Paralympics GB as well. Yeah, so talk to me more about the specific training you gave to players such as Lalana and Bale. They're 16 17 years old and they need to learn the media training so not only is it a massive learning curve for them but also for you as well you've gone from a background of broadcasting did you need to um like just pick up any skills uh, that maybe you didn't have when being a traditional broadcaster to actually training people for broadcasting not really, because we had been trained as interviewers. I mean, I was interviewing regularly on television and on radio. So I'd, I'd done that, you know, in a live environment for an unrecorded environment for a long time. Um, and obviously, we picked up on the fact that that a lot of players needed help and they needed some help. So so we were quite confident that we could actually play our role. Um, the problem was that you you have to provide practical advice, practical um, workshops, if you like, that is going to benefit them. So you're asking them the sort of questions that they would be asked if they were doing a preview to the to the next match or they're doing a post-match interview and that kind of thing. So you were maybe throwing a few scenarios at them as well. You know, this has just happened. So how do you deal with it? And and how do you how do you cope with that? 
but generally, it's just a case of getting them comfortable in front of a camera, which is not a comfortable place for anyone to be. You know, what do you do with your hands? They've got to have eye contact with the reporter they're talking to. They've got to stand still and not be, you know, fiddling, not wear a, not wear a cap or a hat or a bobble hat or that kind of thing, because they don't look in their best light. Because this is also about the way that you earn money outside of football as well. It's about how you are a kind of face of the club, an ambassador for the club, which then leads to other opportunities, sponsorship opportunities and other things that happen in the game. That brings me on nicely to what you do now alongside Capricorn, which is being a university lecturer. How did or why did you decide to pursue this avenue as well? So I had an approach from someone that I've been working with in relation to my other company, but uh, who'd just taken on a job in charge of the broadcast department at this uh, new university, which was a, a sports university. It's backed by a guy called Brendan Flood, who um, listeners might know was on the board at Burnley for many years. And the the, the thing is that um, I was quite inspired by, by that. And uh, the fact that it was a sports university that was very much geared to employability as well, which I, I believed in passionately. So I thought if I'm going into a teaching institution, it's got to have that employability feel where we're actually preparing people for the industry, not preparing people to write essays as such. So that was that was the feeling. I, I started just in a temporary basis doing a few guest lectures and then uh, I started in 2016, and I mean, I'm teaching at the moment applied digital journalism, uh, which is obviously embracing this new digital world that we're part of now. I teach broadcasting to about 130 students a year as well. And I also teach sort of sport, basic sports journalism as well. All those elements are covered within the courses I teach. But it's not just at university, Henry, and I just wanted to also give a mention because, uh, and I promise them I do this because I'm actually based at PA training right now. Press Association is is the agency that feeds all newspapers, all radio stations, all new, all TV news stations with all their copy. And at PA, we, we are training through the NCTJ. Um, and I thought I, I would give you this address as well, because this is an, a, an address where you can just find out everything that PA training are doing um, in terms of training journalists and getting them out into the industry. And it's a really good one to have a look at. And there's loads of information. It's becomeajournalist.co.uk, becomeajournalist.co.uk. Very simple. And you'll find out all about the PA training NCTJ courses, which, uh, which are out there. And it, of course, Going right back to my the where I started, I did an NCTJ course um, covering law, covering public administration, covering use of language, writing, and of course those basic journalistic skills uh, as well of how to write an intro and all those all those things that we talk about. So PA training uh, and I teach here sports journalism and radio is also another part of my um, of my life and uh, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. So it's a bit of a portfolio career now where I do my university for three days a week. I do PA for uh, probably one day a week and I fit in the, the Capricorn media stuff, the media training around that. Yeah, definitely some um, helpful information. So thank you for that. Um, you were speaking about courses and um the reason why you were drawn to becoming a university lecturer was because of the employability element of it. Uh, 
how important is academia and pursuing, say, a career? Is that sort of the only way into it or are there multiple ways into it? Being a university lecturer is a, is a tremendously laudable um, thing. And, and, you know, some of us come from different areas. It's only because I'm at this university that probably I sit comfortably there because if I was, uh, you know, if it was a Cambridge or Oxford or a or one of the other highbrow universities, you know, they would insist that I've been teacher trained. Now, I haven't been teacher trained. I haven't done a master's. I haven't even been to university. And and sometimes I think about that and get a bit embarrassed because I'm teaching, I'm teaching people and marking people on the basis of what, what they've done. But of course, I am a very, um, I like to think I'm a skilled writer and uh, that's also about you know essay writing and that kind of thing as well so I, I don't i'm not i'm not too worried about that. i don't get intimidated by that but i wouldn't say that if you haven't gone down the the academic route that you couldn't get into university lecturing because obviously i'm proof that you you could do that but you you've got to have something to bring to the party and that that's what i had really for this uh, sports university that uh, that we work for so just going back to the lecturer thing, I think if if you are going to university post uh, post A levels and you're listening to this and think, well, how do I how do I go through this route? There are a lot of people that get get quite excited about um, about training and 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 doing this full time. If they're passionate about their subject, yeah, by all means, do a master's. That's going to get yourself properly qualified. Do the teacher training, and then get into it because lecturer being a lecturer is tremendously rewarding i get loads of pleasure out of seeing people where they where they end up and where they go and i feel that like i've played a part in a lot of people's lives and that's basically what what it comes down to at the end of the day if people want to learn more either about the um sports broadcasting industry or um like how to be a lecturer can they contact you directly if they've got any questions and where can they just go to find out more information about you or about capricorn media say for example well i've i have got a um a website it is trainingwithcapricorn.com if you want to find out a little bit about the uh, the business so that's trainingwithcapricorn.com if you want to email me, I'm very happy to uh, to receive a, an email from anyone. You can do it on two different email addresses. Um, if it's university related, it could be r.bailey, that's B-A-I-L-E-Y, at ucfb.ac.uk. Uh, or um, you can have a look at this other website for the general journalism, which is becomeajournalist.co.uk. UK. I but I absolutely Henry if anyone wants to email me they can do and the email address for that is robin at trainingwithcapricorn.com Really interesting chat there with Robin Bailey, who's a sports broadcaster, university lecturer and director of Capricorn Media, speaking to producer Henry about how to break into uh, the different industries, be it sports broadcaster, university lecturer, and also becoming a director of your own media company. Future Education, a specialist independent school which inspires children to achieve and nurtures them to become successful adults. Find out more at futureeducation.org.uk.